As Achille Mbembe, 2003, reminds us, an important feature of the wars of the globalization era is that military operations and the exercise of the right to kill are no longer the sole monopoly of states, and the regular army is no longer the unique modality of carrying out these functions. 31. The growing gap between high-tech and low-tech means of war in addition to the illegitimate imperialist presence of the West has given rise to the necropower of the figure of the suicide terrorist, who uses his, her own body as a means to confront the state's necropower. Therefore, from a broader view, the war on terror and terrorist suicide attacks represent an ongoing contest between the US-led Western states and non-state militant Islamist organizations over the right to kill, the other who is either, for Americans, a threat to national security and democracy or, for Al-Qaeda followers and ISIS fighters, a threat to their Islamist ideology and the cause of the plight of destitute Muslims and Arabs in the Middle East. After all, G.W. Bush's War on Terror agenda was based on his assumed sovereign right to kill the adversaries of what his administration framed as modern liberal democracy. 42. On another level, the Muslim people of the Middle East are subject to both U.S. neocolonial necropolitics and imperialist biopolitics. These people, who are full citizens in their countries of origin during and after the state of exception, will either be killed in the middle of the bloody competition between the U.S. necropolitics and the necropolitics of violent non-state actors such as Al-Qaeda, Taliban and ISIS or flee their lands in order to survive. As a result, displacement divests these war refugees, who are often educated and skilled workers in their homelands, of their human rights to a happy and safe life and alters them from full citizens of their countries to stateless asylum seekers and eventually to second-class cheap labor force for Western countries. In this way, Empire exports products of its arms industry to the flourishing markets of the war zones and imports cheap labor. This simultaneity of biopolitics and necropolitics is the unique characteristic of a neo-colonial imperialist power in the 21st century, which under the state of exception assumes the right to kill, to allow to live, or to expose to death, which eventually manipulates the natural flow of the world populations in many directions and many respects. 43. The American neo-colonial necropolitics could not be executed in the Middle East without an Islamophobic construction of an Arab Middle Eastern Muslim other. In Islamophobia and Racism in America, 2017, Eric Love explains that the racialization of Muslim identity in the War on Terror prescribed Muslim Americans and nationals of Muslim-majority countries a collective political identity which would translate into the suspicion of terrorism and subversion. Islamophobia, according to Samarti, posits, Islam, as a conception of the world that is incompatible with modernity, with civilization, and, more important, with Euro-Americanness. Islamophobia, on the one hand, creates difference the other, and, on the other hand, erases difference. All of them are the same. 267. Therefore, American imperialism instrumentalizes modernity and its values such as freedom, human rights, democracy, women's rights and equality to racialize Islam, otherize Muslims, 
and implement politics which target those states and non-governmental organizations who endanger its capitalist interests. 44 Because modern racism based on biological differences has been long discredited and disgraced, Islamophobia, as, an essentialist view of peoples whose culture it deems, different, in an eternal, fixed, and immutable fashion, Samarti 266, is built on cultural differences. Samarti points out that, I, and the, neo-racist, logic, the other, Self-dichotomy is no longer explained in an inferior, superior framework. Instead, the other is believed to be different. 266. In the era of neoliberal multiculturalism, which largely translates into racism without races, cultural racism, balabar, neighbor, substitutes race and racial difference with culture and cultural difference. It also replaces insults against Muslims such as, sand nigger, and, diaperhead, with respectful sentences such as, they are different, and, we cannot mingle because our lifestyles and traditions are incompatible. Aside from the, cultural racism, of private Islamophobes, according to Nadine Neighbour in, look, Muhammad the terrorist is coming. The period of post 9-11 has witnessed a, nation-based racism, of structural Islamophobia as well. According to Neighbor, I, in the context of the war on terror, the interplay between culture-based racism and nation-based racism has articulated subjects perceived to be Arab, Middle Eastern, Muslim, not only as a moral, cultural, and civilizational threat to the American nation, but also as a security threat. 280. Baydoun, 2018, shows that structural Islamophobia reflects and authorizes the private Islamophobia of ordinary people on the one hand, while it is supported, voted for and re-elected by private Islamophobes and reproduced and reinstated by the media, art and literature, on the other hand. 45 As all Sultani contends, government and media discourses, on the war on terror, are inextricably interrelated and together form a hegemonic field of meaning, premised on, they hate us for our freedom, Arabs and Muslims 7. This discourse, provided the logic and justification needed to pass racist foreign and domestic policies and provided the suspicion needed for many citizens to tolerate the targeting of Arabs and Muslims, often without any evidence that they were involved in terrorist activities, all Sultani 7. All Sultani, in response to a conservative film critic who was concerned that humanizing the terrorists in films such as Suriana blurred the moral difference between terrorist and those who fight terrorism and raised sympathy for the terrorists, points out that, viewer responses suggest that for most the dominant message remains the same. The United States is at war against terrorism because Arabs and Muslims are a threat. 38. She views the impact of these, simplified complex representational strategies, 14, to being limited to circumventing accusations of racism for the writers and producers with the aim of maintaining the largest viewership possible. These viewers generally, take away the message that Arabs and Muslims are a threat to US national security despite a few Arab and Muslim characters that are against terrorism, all Sultani 38.
46 What Hollywood films and American TV shows have failed to convey to their viewers is that there are some millions of Muslims who are living peacefully in the US just like other citizens and workers doctors, engineers, university professors, taxi drivers, construction workers, etc. whose stories and characters, regardless of their religious views, could be told and depicted in American films and TV shows and not just relegated to stories related to terrorism and war in the Middle East.